This is Chicago's College Tailgate. Tailgate. Shay Norman and Tyler. Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. Welcome into Chicago's College Tailgate recap and everything that we saw in week 13 in Rivalry Week as the regular season, Shay, in the books. This episode brought to you by our friends over at Twin Peaks, and I cannot believe we have finally hit the conclusion of the regular season, still have conference championships, and of course the playoff to get to, but it's been a fantastic season, a fantastic regular season. It was the swan song of the Pac-12. I think that's been really the best story all season long in the entire sport, but... Boy, that that feels like the quickest college football season of my lifetime. The it it does. Like I feel like it always goes fast. There's so much anticipation and prep that goes into the season finally starting, and then it, every year it's like blink and the season's over. And the NFL obviously moves on, so it's a, it, that that's a part of it feeling like it comes to an end really fast. But it is it. This went by in a blink, and I am a little concerned. Because I feel like the end is going to leave a sour taste in our mouth no matter what happens with the playoff. Unless we get the cleanest results possible this weekend, somebody's going to be extremely pissed off. Maybe like three somebodies will be extremely pissed off. Well, let's find that what is that perfect slate. We'll do that in a little bit. But let's start with some of the games that we saw from the weekend. And it all starts with what took place in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with the 30-24 to win over Ohio State. So you get your answer there out of the Big Ten of who is going to the Big Ten championship and ultimately who is going to win the Big Ten as well. And I look at this game here, and, you know, we were talking about it on Chicago's College Tailgate on the, the live show on Saturday, and J.J. McCarthy just played his best game of the year. I mean, some of the windows that he fit the ball into yeah. in that game were impeccable. He made some big-time throws. It's the best performance we've seen from him. And on the other side, side, Kyle McCord, he turned the ball over, which is something he has not done a lot of prior to this game. He'd only thrown four interceptions. He throws two in this game, one of which was at a very pivotal moment. But I think the other thing, too, Ryan Day, he's broke. this is it. Like This should be it for Ryan Day. He's so afraid. Of Michigan at this point. Like, he he's a different guy when he coaches against them. And all the talk about rebuilding the program for this game and how much this game meant to you. And we're not soft, uh, Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. So We're not soft. We're tough. This team. Like, you know all what's of soft? that talk. You know what's soft? Going 0 for 0 on fourth downs. Yeah. There were how many opportunities in this game were there for Ohio State? to kind of assert their dominance in this game and go for it on a fourth down. I mean, you think about the fourth and one that he passes up at midfield. He's on his 46-yard line. It's fourth and one. This was early in the game, right? Yeah. First quarter, second go. drive, I want to say. Like, just go. You need to win. You have to be aggressive. This guy, co- the field goal kick, I told you I didn't have a problem with it at the end of that game. I didn't. Or at the mm-hmm. end of halftime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue with it. Get Nor points. But you look back and go, man... One, you miss it, so that really hurts. And if you go and try to score a touchdown instead of playing for the kick, are you in a better position where the second half doesn't end up the way it ended up? He just, I think Michigan has broken this program. I think it's broken Ryan Day. He's terrified. And, like, next year maybe you get a little bit of a reprieve because Harbaugh won't be on the other sideline. But, but hey, think about he wasn't on the sideline on Saturday. 
And you still lost. And think about all the pieces you're losing. Yeah. Like, you're going to be losing a, a top edge rusher. You're going to be losing a top receiver. You're going to be losing so many components to this team. Yep. Important components to this team. And I know Ohio State's a reload program for sure, but... These are some big pieces that you have to replace. You're going to lose two receivers. You're going to lose your top edge rusher. And, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the most talented player in the game. And you're not going to have him on your side. Like, I don't know... We'd, I'd have to fast forward. Well, to look it's Ohio State. I'm sure they're recruiting excellent wide receivers. No, yeah, like no doubt. I, I totally believe that. But that is the one. He's like the one player in all of college football, non-quarterback wise, who's like worth yeah. multiple points on a spread. Yeah, 100. percent And then the other thing too, like they're already looking at who's the next quarterback. They hate Kyle McCord. I mean, it, it, the the body wasn't cold on this game, mm-hmm. and there were tweets. Uh, now they're looking at Malik Murphy from Texas in the transfer portal. How about they're looking at Quinn Ewers? Yeah, they're looking at Cam Ward out of Wazoo. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys that they're suddenly looking at at the quarterback position, you go, oh, they fucking hate Kyle McCord. Get out, pal. Like two turnovers against Michigan, that was the one thing you couldn't do. If mm-hmm. you wanted to win this game, you know what Michigan does. They run the ball, they eat the clock, they shorten the game, and they play clean. They don't turn the ball over by, right. like at all. Maybe you'll get lucky and get a pick off of J.J., but he wasn't throwing the ball enough. You get 20 attempts because they just they were able to do what they've done and squeeze out Ohio State. And you just go, McCord turns the ball over twice, and that's the ball game. Yeah. I, I think, and like we talked about it too, like you had to avoid the kaboom play if you're Ohio State because that's what Michigan's thrived on the last couple of weeks yeah. is defense got a turnover, turned into a touchdown, got a safety here. They, they got a pick at a seven. That's effectively a defensive score there. Yep. They got a pick at the Ohio State seven on the first play of a new drive. Yep. That is a defensive score for your team right there. And that was, it kind of felt like that was the game almost. I know Ohio State came back, brought it within a field goal and, and late in the game. And even at halftime, it was still 14-10. But it kind of felt like, wow, that's the one play you had to avoid in this game. And if you do avoid that, Maybe you go out and win the game. Yeah, I mean, I texted you when that happened. Ball game. Yeah. Because we talked about it that morning. If there's one, like, if you throw an interception in this game, either team, you lose. That's it. And to me, that was like, that was the start. And sure, Ohio State ties it at 17. That one drive, I think they ran it eight straight times and they came away with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Like, that looked really good. But then you kind of got bullied the rest of the way, the way you have in the past when you've played this game the last couple of years. And it's just like, good for Michigan. I know you have yeah. some big opinion that you want to unload about what this game means in the big picture of college football. Yeah, I think what this told me is that the Big Ten is going to get steamrolled in the college football playoff. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to go with the Michigan no longer has an asterisk opinion, and that would have irritated me. Well, Not- that, I also believe that. I do. Like, let me say this in terms of the asterisk. They did cheat. Yes. They always mm-hmm. will have cheated. Yes. They've proven now they could win without it, but that doesn't excuse what they did to me. But like, go play, go win. Good for mm-hmm. Michigan fans. Enjoy. I'll tip my cap. Have yeah. a great time. Book a trip to whatever bowl game you want to do, and go watch the team. Have a good time. Make some memories. That banner's never going up. Fine. Whatever. It doesn't we, matter. We know the memories were there, but. I don't think sign stealing changed a single result of the season. I agree with that. And for that, that's enough to take the asterisk off the season for me. I don't care. 
I don't care about any of it anymore. You went out and won the three games that were most yeah, important on your fair. schedule, and uh, you're going to the college football playoff now. Like the asterisk is off. Harbaugh's going to coach in the Big Ten title game. Harbaugh's going to coach in the playoff. Like now, it's just business as usual. But I think when I look at everything right now. Like, I just don't know if the Big Ten's very good, and I don't think that the Big Ten is going to fare very well in the playoff now. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, the sign-stealing didn't change the results of games, but it sure changed the way they look. Like, if you go back sure. the last two yeah. seasons, Michigan beaten the dog But maybe bleep. you win a game by 21 as opposed to 35 or 40. Sure, but Whatever. like... Ohio State was dragged into, or Michigan rather, was dragged into a rock fight in this Ohio State game. Like, this was as evenly matched as it's been in two years. Mm -hmm. The last couple seasons, Michigan just unloads on them. So then I look at it and I go, okay, we've seen the correct play call thing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Michigan for the last two seasons was in the correct play call in an astronomically high amount of times. And since then, they've not been in the correct play call Mm -hmm. virtually ever. Like, Jim Knowles blitzes suddenly for the first time in three years, are getting home. Yeah, Michigan's not hitting the right time. Like, they're not running the ball at the right time. They're not throwing the ball at the right time. They're executing. Mm -hmm. But you can tell they're, like, actually playing real football. They're not just, like, having the answers to the test. So I had the same thought because I'm watching it and I'm going, this Michigan team's good. They ain't beating Georgia. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'd beat Oregon. I don't know that they'd beat. I don't think they would beat Washington, Texas, or Bama. I think Washington they'd beat. I'm sorry, Washington's You're, Washington's fraud. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. They're, they're fraudulent. They are just totally fraudulent. We'll, I'm we'll sorry. get into that in a little bit. They are 10-point dogs in a conference title game against a team they beat. The November month for Washington's been a... Michigan, I think, would dice up Washington. I don't think that's the case. Now, it might be a high-scoring game because we saw second half against Ohio State, Michigan secondary is booty. You you started seeing Kyle McCord slice him up a little bit. Yeah, and part of that may have been, like, you're playing with a deficit. Like, usually we see quarterbacks look a little bit better in any level of football at that point. But, I mean, look what happened with Maryland. We've seen Michigan secondary get Mm -hmm. abused. You go up against Georgia or Oregon, I Mm -hmm. think you're getting... Hit with a freight train. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I I'm looking, and obviously, like, there's the misnomer of Florida State right now because they're without their quarterback. Um, but okay, so let's look at some of the anything else from Michigan, Ohio State that you want to hit before we kind of look at the playoff as a whole. Not really. Good for Sharon Moore. He's going to be a head coach. Somewhere. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he did a good job with that team. He did a really yeah. nice job, uh, given the circumstances and everything that went into it. Good job by him. All the right. emotional readiness is what really stands out. Because, like, obviously you're the offensive coordinator. Yeah. You can kind of do what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. But to have that team ready to play and focused, mm-hmm. like, the, well done by Sharon Moore. Now, I will say. Harbaugh was there all week. Yeah. Right. You were babysitting for three hours. That's what you were doing. But still. But it's I mean, still, imp- like, you have to ultimately. What is he, 4-0 now as a head coach? I think, I don't think he actually coached any of the first three games. I think he coached one of them. Did he coach one? Yeah, because they okay. rotated. I know they Minter rotated. coached one, Mike Hart mm-hmm. coached one, and Jerome Moore coached one. I thought he didn't, and that's why it was odd that he was the one that was named I, the head coach. I think that's maybe, how it went. Yeah. I could be mistaken. Regardless. Feels he, like a, a decade ago. Yeah, regardless, he did a great job with, with everything, all things considered. Isn't that funny how like the season moves so fast, but then you think back to the first three weeks, and it's yeah, like, it feels boy, like that feels ago. like... Like Texas-Bama, that feels like forever yeah, ago. Yeah, Oregon-Texas Tech, losing mm-hmm. on the pick six, that feels yeah. like <laughs> a year ago. Okay, so 
let's get into the, the playoff rankings that we have settled out here. The latest iteration has Georgia number one. No real surprises there. Michigan at two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five. Everyone just sort of bumping up because of the Ohio State loss. And then Ohio State slots in at six. That is ahead of Texas, and that is ahead of Alabama, which for some people came as a little bit of a shock here that Texas and Bama is a, are both behind Ohio State. I don't think you can penalize a team a whole heck of a lot for losing to the number two team in the country, but Bama and Texas have done so much this season, especially since that, that week two game for Bama, going out and winning in the ways that they have. I know it took a miracle yeah. against Auburn, right? But the way that they have gone about the season for the majority of it feels like they've got better resumes and better wins than Ohio State. So here's my question. And you don't have the answer to this. I don't have the answer to this. We'd have to get in the room with all those athletic directors that make up the lovely college football playoff committee and ask them, is Ohio State ranked ahead of Texas-Bama if we do this again next week? Or is it a placeholder spot? Ohio State cannot advance or fall from six, and everything will happen around them. If it's the latter, I'm fine with it. If it's the former and you're going to lock you're out... opening the door. Right. If you're going to lock out Texas or Bama because Ohio State's there... Then I have a fucking problem. Now I ask you a question, though. If Oregon, Texas, and Bama and Florida State all lose their conference championships, is Ohio State your fourth team? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Lot, like, they need a lot of chaos. If they all go out and lose, then yeah, that's fine. Like, I just, I refuse to sit in this world where Texas and Bama could both win and somehow Georgia and Bama are left out and Ohio State gets in. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, I don't think, aside from Florida State, I don't think any of the undefeated teams right now have a worse resume than Ohio State if they were to go out and lose this weekend. That includes Michigan, Washington, Georgia. The only one is Florida State, I think, has a worse resume. Let's get to Florida State in a minute. I'm going to start with Washington, Oregon, because we aren't going to be able to talk about this game on Saturday. Which is one of the great things of Championship Week. I love having this Friday game. It it's feels perfect. like it makes this week feel faster because mm-hmm. I have something yes. closer to be excited about watching. So Friday night in Vegas, mm-hmm. Oregon and Washington are going to play one another in a Pac-12 title game where Oregon's a 10-point favorite. I don't want to like break this down a lot. I think mm-hmm. you and I are pretty much in lockstep. Oregon's going to fucking smash this I don't team. think they're going to fucking smash them. I, I firmly believe this is a Dan Lanning unholy revenge ass-kicking. This is Dion 2.0. Lanning's going to go out for blood. I think this is an absolute murder. I think what Washington did down the stretch was having to survive the war of attrition. And you look at like look at their last four games that you play. You play at USC, home against Utah, at Oregon State, and then home in the Apple Cup against Washington State. That's not an easy stretch to close out your season. And now you get Oregon. I this mean, is- it's not, let's not turn it into a gauntlet here. What do you? I mean, that, those are three ranked teams, two of which were on the road, and the other's your rival. Arizona State, you probably should have lost the game. You played the, you, Stanford, you played dicey. Stanford mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Then you go to USC, okay, 52 points against a bottom 10 defense in America. Whatever. Like, you did, you took care of business. Yeah. The Utah game, again, one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my life watching college football. Mm-hmm. Maybe should have lost the game to but Utah. Your, but your defense pitches a shutout in the second half. Which is 
Beautiful. Good. Mm-hmm. But that's a Utah team that Oregon kicked the living fucking shit out of in Salt Lake. Here's what Washington has done this year. They have played to their competition in every single game. I don't think they're going to play up the Oregon this time. I think they still can. This is, this is the game for your season. And maybe there's, a, there's still a backwards way where Washington can find themselves in the playoff, even with a loss in this game. But like this is you, you control your own destiny. And you've gone out and you've beaten this team before. And one of the big things that you did, we've talked about Washington this year. They're not the best defense. But situationally, they have been very good this year. When they've needed the big play on defense, they've been very good this year. Look at the fourth downs in that game against Oregon. They stood them up on a lot of those fourth downs. Now, I'm not going to give them credit. I'm not going to give them credit for... The, the missed field goal. You don't get credit for the opponent missing a, a 43-yarder at the end on the road. But in the fourth downs, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for, for standing up against that team. You know, the other thing, too, for me is when we got into that game, Oregon and Washington, mm-hmm. Michael Penix was going nuclear. We were still yeah. at a point where, like, he was the Heisman favorite. It mm-hmm. felt like this, would, this was his year where he's just going to go fucking nuts. Last five games, he's been mediocre to bad like the apple cup against that wazoo defense 18 of 33 you don't get to 250 he's yards made the big plays made the big throw when he's needed it right the oregon state game is another great example and oregon state that game was played in the monsoon yeah. mm-hmm. so you don't want to read too much of the completion percentage but he still he wasn't good and then at the end he gets the throw to roma dunze that ices it that's another game they could easily have been on the losing side of yeah, like, there's a lot of them. I, I'm not denying that. The there Utah game, 57%. USC, you complete 73%. Okay, well, USC's a bottom 10 defense in America. Oregon, top 15. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Like, Listen, I it, just Everything is I, on the I, table in this game, and that's why I, I know it's a 10-point spread right now, but I'm taking Washington with a 10. I feel like Washington's walking into a buzzsaw here. I do. Here's what... And this stems back to that Oregon game, too. I wonder how much that injury is still sitting with him. And I'm not here to, like, make excuses for him. Well, no, it's because, fair because like, he's just the numbers dropped so much. And he was amazing in that Oregon game. It's like Justin Herbert with cracked ribs. Yeah. He can still play, but it's just not it's just, the same guy. And it's just like your everyday life. It's tougher to sleep. It's tougher to breathe during yep. the day. Like, you go through it. And he was play like. After that Oregon game, he was definitively the Heisman favorite. Yep. And I think he even had a minus next to his name yep. at that point, too. Minus but 140, I think. It's something like that. Um, and you should never have a minus next to your name. What were you, seven weeks into the season at that point? Eight weeks into the season? There should never be a minus next to someone's name at that point. But the way he was playing up to that point and going out, and at the time, that was probably the best win in college football, maybe second only to, to Bama losing to Texas. But... You had one of the best wins. You could point to Michael Penix and being like, that dude's the reason they won that game. But since then, it has been rocky. Like, the Arizona State game after that was atrocious. I still look at some of these point totals the rest of the way. You put up 42, you put up 52, 35. Like, you've put up some impressive point totals the rest of the way. It just hasn't always looked the prettiest. But they've found ways to win football games. And, like, at some point, you just have to admit, like, they're a winning team that just, they're well coached, I think, too. Everything about, and you've got a stud receiver. Like, yeah. I think I saw Mel Kuyper's top five, like, a Dunze's fifth on his yeah. big board of top re- players in this draft. 
Like, there's a lot of talented players on this team still that can go out and make plays for you in big moments. Is the winner of this game in no matter what? Oh, yeah. No matter what? No matter what. All right, let's get into that. Because that's where this, like, I'm excited to watch. Obviously, I have my Bonex Heisman ticket. Yeah. That means I, I, I the do wanna, earth we need to, to me. We need to talk about that, too. Oh, let's do it. I, I'm okay, holding okay. 35 to 1. Right. And I'm wa- looking at he's this. He's a favorite right now? Yeah, he's minus, he like minus 180. One, oh, minus 180. Okay, yeah. so you're feeling pretty good. Jaden Daniels. I'm feeling very good. Jaden, that's weird, though, that it's minus 180. Jaden Daniels cannot play this week. Well, the assumption for minus 180 is, is if he loses to Washington or if he, like, detonates bad and they somehow still win. But I think as long as he goes 202 touchdowns and they win the Here, game, let me, let me, you're, you're winning the Heisman. Let me say this. What is the better bet this week? Are you better off betting Oregon on the money? If you're feeling very confident in Oregon to win this week. Are you better off betting Oregon on the money line? What are they, like minus 375 or something Yeah, I think crazy? 360. 360. Or are you better off just betting? It's like, is Bo Nix minus 180 for Heisman essentially betting Oregon money line? I think so. Yeah. I think if you, if you wanted to Because like this, this game is not going to be 17-10. If you wanted to bet Oregon this weekend, but you don't want to lay 9.5 or 10... You can just, instead of betting Oregon Moneyline or, like, fucking around with a teaser, mm-hmm. you can just do the 180 Bo Nix Heisman. Yeah. For me, I want to know how I get out. Because in the you event... You want to get out? Okay. No, no. In the event that Bo Nix doesn't win the Heisman. Like, I can do Jaden Daniels, uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Daniels. I think it's plus 120. Let me look. That's a hedge option. I can also get real fucking greedy. Go Washington plus 10, minus 110. And try to middle where I get mm-hmm. Washington on a cover and Oregon yeah. wins and Bonix wins the Heisman. Or I can just go Washington money line and I'm out of this clean. That's the biggest plus money option. So, yeah, okay. So Jaden Daniels is plus 140. I think I think your best course of action here, like I, I think there's zero value in betting Washington money line for you. Because it's not going to win? Well, not that, but like, you might as well bet the plus 10, and if they do end up winning the game, like, you never sweat it once. They're plus 280 money line. That's like betting Jaden Daniels Heisman at double the value. I almost think you... Because if Washington is going to win this game, it's going to be a big Penix game. You're Like, I would rather take the Penix 16-1 to Heisman ticket here than, than the plus 280. Yeah, but then oh. I'm stuck because if I, if it is Washington wins and I have a Penix sixteen to one and Daniels wins anyways, sure, like yeah, that might. Then ha- I'm in the nightmare, terrible zone where I'm <laughs> in the fetal position, crying myself to but fucking you, sleep. You have you ha- you will have two guys in New York. Oh, you, good. <laughs> you may not have the guy. Great. You may you may not have the guy. That's like, going to be real nice when the bookie taps me on the shoulder. Hey, buddy, <laughs> here's what you owe me. But you had two guys in New York. Great job. Um, okay, so I'm just like kind of think, thinking through this though. Like, if I'm you and you want to get out of this, I think you take the Washington plus ten. Should I just stand pat? I I don't think that's a bad option either. Should I just like have the like balls you, to just sit through it? You kind of have Oregon. Money line right now at thirty five to one, right? Basically, yeah. Because like, as long as we're, I'm trying to think of another way to. If you frame it that way, then I mean, obviously the best 
option is playing Washington plus 10 and trying to middle. My issue is... Or, or, or... I don't think Washington covers that number. So am this? I just lighting this? my money on fire? How about this? What I don't I haven't looked at it yet, but what is the under in the game? Under? Yeah. The under... Over under 65, 65 and, and, a and a half. If you play the under in the game, then, like... Oregon can go out and win 45 to 10. Bonix is your Heisman then, right? Yeah. If you do that, like I let's just do it. If Oregon wins the game, Bonix is, Bonix the is the Heisman. I don't think the total gets me anywhere. I really just think I, I might, I'm either going to sit on this because I got to tell you, and maybe like Bonix has to play shitty in this game. Like, like super he can, shitty. He can play mediocre and still, like, if he goes no, out I'm, there, goes I'm, for two touchdowns and a pick. Like I'm telling you, if 200 yards and two touchdowns and a win, he's your Heisman winner. And that would probably mean an under in the game. If he goes out and does what he's done for the past six weeks and throws for 404, pfft. Yeah, I mean, then it's a, a no contest. So Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of feeling like I either I mean, I guess don't you, hedge or I just hit the Washington 10. But again, my problem is I don't think Washington's covering the 10. I don't know if that's my bias because I happen to be all in on this Oregon team mm-hmm. or if it's just like actually Oregon's a buzzsaw and they're going to murder Washington. Like I really, dude, I really think that this is not going to be close. Define not close. I think it could be like, I think it could look similar to the uh, Oregon Oregon State game. Okay, I'm trying. Thirty-one to seven. Yeah, thirty-one. I think it could look thirty-eight to thirty-eight to seventeen, something like that. Okay. I mean that Washington defense is bad. Could Oregon hit forty-five? They could. I, I don't think so, but. They could. Let me see what the bet spread is. Let's see. Oh, boy. Now, so it started earlier in the week. Everybody was on Washington. Earth was on Washington. Mm-hmm. And all of the money was on Oregon. Now, Oregon's barely public, but they're still getting a huge majority of the money. Dude, I think Oregon freight trains them. All right, if you think Oregon freight trains, then I think you just I sit just it out. I just sit it out. I'm going to just sit it out. All right. Well, good luck to you. All right. Let's get into this playoff matrix All right. and what the fuck is going on. Because I'm going to tell you, for me, what America needs to root for. Oh, my God. What you, the listener, mm-hmm. need to root for is very simple. Georgia beats Bama. It's not necessarily the result that I want. I, mm-hmm. I find myself kind of rooting for this zombie version of Alabama. It's yeah, fun. They're seeing, fun. They're, they're it, like... It's fun seeing the shittiest version of them still be this fucking good. I am kind of rooting for them. But I think if you want the cleanest and most entertaining playoff, you need Georgia to beat Alabama. Michigan's going to skull fuck Iowa. It doesn't yeah. matter what mm-hmm. what we even talk about there. Yeah. Winner of the Pac-12 titles in no matter what, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's your three. Mm-hmm. We need Louisville to be America's team. For one weekend, the Louisville Cardinals... We were Cardinal, rooting against them last week. They are America's this week, team. Yes. Remove all doubt. Put a fucking bullet right through Florida State. Yeah. End and they them. could. They Let them bleed well out could. at midfield on the Noel logo. I, obviously, it'll be in Charlotte. Rainy mm-hmm. night in Charlotte. 70-30 Florida State crowd. Louisville against all odds. Florida State is a two and a half point favorite against Jesus Louisville. Christ. That was like five the other day. All right, Louisville, go win. Uh, <laughs> win the ball game. Uh, you're America's team. Mm-hmm. And then I need Texas to absolutely pound 
Oklahoma State. I'm talking 16 and a half point favorite. I'm talking 62 to 20. Do what you did to Texas Tech last week. I need 55 to 7. I need to see Arch. I want Texas to flatten Oklahoma State to such an extent that this committee cannot possibly overlook them in favor of Ohio State. Because Ohio State, I apologize. You can't beat Michigan. I know you got within a couple inches Mm -hmm. of of Georgia. Kindly fuck off. You don't have C.J. Stroud. I don't like what I saw from Kyle McCord on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're good. I don't need to see that team again. I will say I would re- from like a my what I want to see. You want to watch Marvin? Yeah, I want one more game. I want one more. <laughs> I mean, it could be two, but like Texas is more deserving. This no, whole no, thing. No, yeah, I, I agree. Texas is more deserving. No Alabama doubt. would be more deserving. Alabama's more deserving. Washington's more deserving. Like they're. Across the board, a lot of one-loss teams will be more deserved. This deal to me where you get to sit on the couch and it's a fucking bonus somehow. You know what? I'll say it. Florida State's more deserving. I, I won't. I won't say it. You won't? I won't. No. I, look, man, I feel bad for Florida State. I feel bad for it Seminole sucks. Nation. Yeah. I really do. You play in the worst Power 5 conference by a country fucking mile. Every other team in the top eight is ahead of you in strength of record. Every other team in the top eight is ahead of you in terms of resume, ranked wins, however you want to dice it, they're better. Every other team. And they all play in better Power 5 conferences. And their quarterbacks okay, wait, are wait, wait. dead. And is no, the Big Ten truly that much better? Like than when the you, ACC? When, when we talk about the collection of opponents. By virtue of having Michigan it, and Ohio State, yes. It, but if we were to do a Big Ten ACC challenge in football... The ACC would win that. Do are we sure? I think they would. They may not win the top two or three games, but the rest of them, I'm pretty confident we would see the ACC win that. All right, let's go through. So we'll just go through standings. I gotta look. Yeah, let me pull up the standings. Let's have them play across the board. Okay. Florida State plays Michigan, loss. Yes. Louisville. Are we, well, are we saying at full strength? I think it's still a loss. I, w- I think I would take Florida State in that game. Uh, whatever, we're split. Whatever, okay. Louisville plays Ohio State. Get Lost. the fuck off the field. Mm-hmm. Don't, yep. like, don't even show up. Yep. Let's go NC State against Penn State. Uh, Come on. Uh, yeah, Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech, who was fourth in the Big Ten? I don't even uh, fucking know. Maryland. Iowa? Uh, well. Iowa? Iowa, yeah. Iowa's stomping Georgia Tech. 7-0. Are you uh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we have to talk about that. Have you seen the prop? Yes, the under <laughs> zero and a half, half points in the first and second half for Iowa. I think we have to we have to take the full game team total is six and a half. All right, so I don't want to go through this whole exercise, yeah, yeah. but basically, yeah. like, come on, BC, Pitt, Virginia, Wake, they're beating the Wisconsin's, the Nebraska's, the Purdue's, they are the not Illinois, Wisconsin. They're beating your stupid team. Well, like, my stupid team didn't have a fucking coach. They are not beating Wisconsin. I think my team could be your team. <laughs> How do we schedule that bowl game? <laughs> the pinstripe bowl. My dad could beat your dad. Um, uh, no, dude, I just... When you look at this conference power ratings, ESPN, mm-hmm. FPI, SP+, whatever you want to do... Everyone strokes off the Big Ten in I every know. sport, and, and they're I dog know. shit. They I never know. show up in the big moments. I know that the Big Ten stinks in football. I know. We've talked about it all year. I just think the ACC stinks worse. 
I don't I do. think the bottom of the ACC would lose to the bottom of the Big Ten. Whatever. But I don't give a, a fuck point. what happens at the point. bottom Whatever. of the Big Ten or right. the bottom of the ACC. I think Michigan and Ohio State are better than anybody in that conference. And by virtue of the two of them playing each other every year, because at mm-hmm. least the the, the conference yeah. is set up in a way that does that, and Penn State, I just think, look, the ACC, you're the worst Power Five. Your quarterback's dead. Florida State, I'm sorry about your luck. I am. Better luck next year when it's 12. We'll give you the Citrus Bowl. Enjoy New Year's Day. Oh my God, I dude, I am. I like even if they go thirteen and zero, I'm not. I you am cannot, not. You cannot penalize a I, team for I, being an undefeated conference champion. In the they're going to get fucking killed. That's, Nobody they, wants that. They did the work. They did the work that was necessary to get to there. get killed. They did the work though. You cannot penalize a team for doing the work like that. They did what was asked of them. They had one path to the playoff. Even before this, they had one path to the playoff. And it was, especially given the context of what we know now with how the rest of the college football world shook out, they had one path. It was to go undefeated and win your conference championship. And if you take that away from them, then this is the biggest mockery in all of sports. But it's not. If you're honoring the fact Oregon would have won a tougher conference, Texas would have won the tougher conference, Bama would have won a tougher conference, I'm not locking any of those teams out for 13-0 Florida State I don't, with a dead quarterback. I don't need Florida State to be – like I, if you want to put Oregon at three and Florida State at four, fine. Whatever. I don't care. But Florida State is in the dance if they're 13-0. You have to put them in there. I don't think you do. You do. I don't think you do. All of these teams are better in strength of record. They'll all be conference champions. And we got to go, well, Florida State didn't lose. Well, they would if they played any of these teams. God help me. I'm going to use the cap argument. They would be a dog to every team on this list. And given the circumstances now, yes, but at full strength, I don't think that's the case. But they won't be at full strength, so don't put them in. That's fine, but that's not. I'm sorry. That should not be a part of the calculus. That should not be a part of the calculus. Why? That they're not at full strength when they are a 13 and 0 conference champion. You don't have the quarterback. You cannot penalize a team because of injury. Why? You have to penalize from results. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure they've done it before. I'm pretty sure in the in the BCS era they penalized a team for injury. I don't care. This isn't the fucking BCS. This is the college football playoff. It's the same shit. I don't care. And it, that's why like college sports it's so nauseating at times because it is it's not like the other sports where it's math. Like let the math sort everything out for you. There is no math to this. And that's the, it's all subjective in terms of how these teams get in and don't get in. But like, I'm sorry, like, Florida State, if you are 13 and 0, you cannot penalize for something that happened in a game injury wise. I can. It, they you don't can. Ha- they that's don't fine. have to, but I can. That's fine. Are they going to lose in the college football playoff? Sure. They're going to get care. slaughtered. I don't care. I do because I there's so many good teams. I want to see good games. You cannot take it away from that team. You sure can I can. Not. Fuck you. Sure I can. <laughs> that, that's your argument. Fuck you. Sure I can. <laughs> yes. They would be an undefeated conference champion. Like, you can't do that. You cannot do that just because of a quarterback injury. I, I believe that you can. What if, what if Tate Rodemaker balls out this week? Well, that's a different story, but he's not going to. But okay, what they if they should have lost to fucking Florida? 
And he let him back. Oh, God. <laughs> well, okay. Lead him back against Louisville. We'll talk. I, back to the original point. Louisville, please, for the love of yeah. everything holy, beat this team. Just make it clean. But I would laugh if 13-0 Florida State got left out. That I would. would be. You can be angry about it. Mm-hmm. That's your business. Yeah. I will I be will angry laugh. about it. I will bang the drum for I, Noel Nation. I will laugh and I will believe it is the correct decision. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to write the hardest test possible for these for these guys? The hardest test possible. Uh, Bama wins. Bama wins. Michigan wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Big Ten matters in this equation. Yeah, the, let's just... Who gives a shit? So let's say Bama wins... Let's say, I don't know that it matters between Washington and Oregon in the case of the toughest possible situation. Does it? I think you want yeah, Oregon you to Oregon. win. You so, want Oregon. Cause, yeah, because if Washington wins, then that seals. They may even be the number one team. Bama wins. Michigan wins. Oregon wins. Florida, Florida State, State wins. wins. And then Texas Texas also wins. Yeah, so if you have... Because then you have to deal with... So basically you need the four through eight, aside from Ohio State, to all win. You'd end up with undefeated Michigan and undefeated Florida State. Mm -hmm. And then you would have 12-1 Georgia with a loss to Alabama. Mm -hmm. 12-1 Alabama with a loss to Texas. 12-1 Texas, Texas. Big 12 title champion. Mm Mm-hmm. With a win over Bama, but a win not really over anyone else. 12-1 Pac-12 title, Oregon. Right. Mm-hmm. Pac-12 champ. Ohio State gets X'd out. So let's go through that. So like 12-1. and one, I, Listen, I'll just say it. And you know what? This isn't that unfathomable to believe. Like, this could happen. Well, yeah, you have one of the teams that needs to win to make this difficult is the a 10-point on- favorite. The, the only dog that would be pulling an upset here is Bama. So, but Bama, shit, Bama then has the best win in the entire sport for the year. But you can't put them in ahead of Texas. You d- so you what can't. do you do with Georgia? You, then by that logic, you can't put Georgia in ahead of Bama. Correct, and that's where <laughs> I think Heather Dennett, who brought up the chaos scenario, is correct. And a Bama win over Georgia, assuming Texas also wins and Florida State also wins, means good night to the SEC. Oh boy. <laughs> That would be something. Nick Saban has an opportunity (laughs) to to put a car bomb in the middle of the college football playoff. Can you imagine? um, Okay, I'm going to launch at a teammate who I like. Mm -hmm. Chris Canty this morning on Mm -hmm. Unsportsmanlike Mm -hmm. said that it's unfathomable and would delegitimize the college football playoff if the SEC is left out. I think you lose eyeballs. I don't think it makes it... Do you think you lose eyeballs? I think... If we end up with Michigan, Oregon, you, okay. Florida State, and Texas... Do, well, do you know how many SEC folks would boycott this thing? Fine. You get Michigan, the biggest fan base in America, and Texas, mm-hmm. and Oregon, and Florida State. I don't think they give a shit. They're not losing enough eyeballs to care. I, no, no, no. I don't, think they, I don't think they care as much, but I, like... Those SEC people, like, that's what drives college football. And, like, th- that was part of the argument. That's your most well, important demographic. It is a TV show, and so they got to accommodate for the best TV. And I'm like, the best TV is the two teams that have been in it every single time not being in it. Because you're not replacing them with TCU 
they're not being replaced with UCF or like, I don't know, Baylor. They're not being replaced with some other school that's not usually there. They're being replaced with Texas. Yeah, that's a good, like, that's good. But you're losing your most important demographic. But you gain Longhorn Network. <laughs> and what does that do? It's just, I'm just Long, saying. Longhorn Network gets to program for a couple more weeks, and then another, they get to rerun the game for. It's another after. massive fan base that you get just by bringing in tech. Like losing the SEC, I get is not going to be a popular thing, but you gain effing Texas, yeah. and like, and you're bringing in Oregon, another brand, Florida State, another brand, and then Michigan, the largest fan base in America. All right, we're good. Like there's no. no issue. No, I don't think I don't think there's a problem. Like I, I don't care. I took issue with delegitimize because they were making I, it the point delegitimize it. that the SEC is the best conference in college football. It just is because it is. And look, maybe it does mean more. And those people are more invested in it than people in Chicago mm-hmm. or certain areas of the Midwest. I know like Columbus and Detroit get a little more southern like about college football than others. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's be honest. It's bigger in the South where pro sports don't play as big of a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's always the best conference. This year, yeah. you and I have talked. It's not good. No. Outside of Georgia and, I guess, Bama, who's a zombie version of themselves, this conference has been quite bad this year. So we don't need to just honor it. Like, the SEC has finally been bad enough, and the yeah. other conferences have finally risen up enough that we can live in a world where you have to leave out Georgia and Bama. I just don't know if they have the stones to do it. Yeah. What what I think they would do would send me over the fucking edge. Because I think you would end up with Michigan, Florida State, Alabama, and Georgia. Whew. And in the swan song of the Pac-12, an Oregon team that looks and plays like they might just be the best in the country gets the door locked on them. I think they'll value the Pac-12. I hope. Yeah, I think they'll value. I think there's a lot of respect for the Pac-12 in there. I hope, because that's the other thing. Like, like there's been Oregon respect the entire sequence. Yeah, and you can go Bama. Be like, there hasn't really been Bama respect. Weren't they 12 or 13 at one point? Yeah, but then they. I mean, they've. But they've only been able to climb back to eight. No, we do get because they're not that good. They, but also, like, look at what's ahead of them. That's been pretty stagnant for the mo- better true. part of the season. It's just, the, this is why we talked a couple weeks ago about the games already exist, the money's there, the TV networks would hop on board. Just make this fucking thing eight. Yeah. Just solve the problem and make it eight. Because everybody's going to be unhappy unless we get the clean result mm-hmm. of Georgia winning, Michigan winning, Oregon winning, Florida State losing. Honestly, Florida State can win. Just any clean result mm-hmm. to make this simple and agreeable. And I think that starts with Georgia has to beat Alabama. Yeah. That, that is the biggest game in the eyes of the committee. It has to be. If Bama wins, they're going to sweat bullets. Yeah. yeah. Because somebody's going to get fucked. And it might be Bama. It might be, yeah. Because, okay, so just thinking through the schedule. So that game is at 3 o'clock local time, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Three o'clock local time, and then you have that feeds into the ACC championship at night, and also the Big Ten. Cha- Big yeah. Ten championship doesn't mean anything. The ACC championship does mean something. Yeah, and boy, <laughs> they will be the biggest, the biggest. I'm trying to think. If Bama wins, they'll be the well, biggest. It's- Florida State fans. 
Uh, or are they the biggest Louisville? No, I think the you become Louisville a Louisville fan because yeah, yeah, yeah. you need Florida State out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need Florida it, State to open the space. Yeah, but what? How do you leave Georgia out? Like I, uh, how do you leave this, them out? Like Florida State. Cat made this helps. point to me today. Like they're the back-to-back defending champion. I'm like, well, they don't have it's, Stetson Bennett anymore. Well, they, no, 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 no. They don't back have Jalen Carter anymore. Back-to-back defending champions means nothing. It's it should about be no- this year. It is an independent variable here. This is, you, this is an independent study every single year. Your pedigree, your history should mean nothing when it comes to this yeah, game. Yeah, that's what I'm Like, it's this year. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, you played a lot of real close games with a lot of real shit teams. Yeah. Including last week with Georgia Tech, where they strategically sat people. Like, that was a thing that they did. Yeah, like, Bowers did. didn't play. Yeah, yeah. But they almost lost because of it. So, yeah. I just, if you lose to Bama, goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm at the point, though, Georgia Tech maybe means a little something. Yeah. But I, I, I'll look at the the injury or the sitting people out. But, like, the results, the margin of results, pretty much anything pre-week eight against any team that's not a part of the formula here means nothing to me. Like, I don't care that you played close against South Carolina in week three or whatever it was. I don't care about the margin of the results early on anymore. I care about the margin of results pretty much probably like week eight and on. I think that's when you get the truest sense of what a team is, and Georgia's looked like the best team since then. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with it on that note. It just I just think if they lose, I can't have two SEC teams this year. The SEC doesn't no. deserve it. I mean, I don't I don't even see a, a real situation where And I don't want to relitigate the fight. I'm sure we'll we'll do it again maybe on Saturday. I can't have Bama get in if it means Texas is out. I can't. And they can't. They have been married to head-to-head all mm-hmm. fucking season in every way that they've ranked this. Washington has been one spot ahead of Oregon, despite the fact I test and everything else for the past four weeks tells us Oregon is miles better, including the number on the game this week. Mm-hmm. Like, Texas has been one spot ahead of Bama all year. All year. Mm-hmm. You cannot just trump the thing that's been the most important. It's simple for me. If Alabama goes out and beats Georgia, Alabama, I don't don't know how, it depends obviously how the rest of this shakes out, but Alabama has to be slotted ahead of Georgia in every single ranking. Agree. If you're you're going to put Texas ahead of Bama as well. But I, I agree. That's where, like, for me, Alabama has to go ahead of Georgia and they have to stay behind Texas. Because I'm sorry, like, Mm-hmm. The games played have to matter. If That's the fine. championship yeah. game's going to matter, then the game in week two where Texas had the balls to go to Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. which nobody does. Yeah. So Then that has to matter, too. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Anything no, else on your mind? I'm ready for conference title games. Yes. That's so what I'm I. ready yep. for. Friday's going to be great. Saturday's going to be great. Can't wait for it all. We're going to recap everything in the Pac-12 on Saturday morning and also preview and get you ready for everything for championship weekend and I think we're go- we'll make our official pick. We're gonna have to pick a side of one of those Iowa half totals as all well. Right. We have to well, we have to decide one. We're gonna pick all of the Saturday conference title games on the show. Get mm-hmm. ready for some Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. <laughs> a little action. Yeah, we got some. Uh, what is it? New Mexico State and UNLV. Can't wait. The, out of the Mountain West Diego, or Boise State and UNLV. Mm-hmm. My apologies. <laughs> All right, Preston Smith, SMU Tulane, over. Let's do it on Saturday. Can't wait to talk with all of you on the show. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Twin Peaks. We'll talk to you Saturday.